A boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise, keep going, and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. Okay, I am the biggest believer that things happen for a reason. And so remember when I was talking about my kitchen, we found mold in it. We had to get the whole thing ripped out and basically move out. And we decided to go to Scottsdale because we had an appointment there anyway. And we decided let's just go for an extended period of time. And when I was there, me and Stephen went out for dinner with friends of ours, Laurie and Chris Harder, who we've known for such a long time and they are really incredible. And at dinner, Laurie said to me, hey, one thing we've been doing in Scottsdale is hosting these live podcast sessions. I've been doing it with my friend, Lindsay Schwartz. Why don't you come along this week and be a surprise guest? And I was like, yeah, why? That would be amazing. So I showed up and it was incredible. Like it kind of, the setting was like a living room kind of vibe. And we sat there, we had three mics, really cozy chairs, had some wine And it was just a really great conversation. And then people in the audience got to ask questions and it was very intimate. And I felt like I was totally meant to be there to be involved in this. And the theme could not have been more perfect. The theme was transitions. Now, I won't give away too much because we go into a lot of detail on this, but this topic, I mean, this has been very relevant for me lately. I have been going through so many transitions. I feel like my head is spinning. And transitions can be exciting, but they can also be really painful and challenging. And I've been in it. I've been feeling it. And I'm re- I see the vision. I see why I'm tra- making the transition. But some of the things that I have been going through have been really tough. And I've been struggling with it. And this conversation just felt so timely because it firstly was a reminder to me that we're all going through transitions and I'm totally not alone in this. And it was also great to be on, you know, on mostly on the other side of it, to be able to offer a little bit of guidance on that and just be, be really open and honest. So I hope you enjoy this episode. It's very different to anything we've done before with it being alive. This one is part one and we've got another part releasing soon where we also asked questions to people in the audience. So maybe you'll hear your own voice if you were there with us. So I hope you enjoy the episode. This is our best audience yet. This, I don't want to say, because some of them are repeat offenders, so, <laughs> yeah. you know? I feel really far away from this you. This is Becky. Oh, yeah, we just thought we would invite our Becky imaginary friend. <laughs> it's our imaginary friend. Actually, one of you, it's going to be a big surprise. One of you are going to come up here and do it with us. Just kidding. You're not. But Some people just got really excited, and others just almost puked. <laughs> um, so... Go ahead. Why, why do we do this? When did we start this? We didn't play. Before we talk about Becky. Okay. So um, <laughs> Becky is, is a really integral part of tonight. But this whole idea, the whole reason that we're here, the whole reason that we decided to start hosting these is anyone in here a business owner? I know so many of you are. Yes, most of you in the room. And, you know, we need content. We need to show up for our business. We need to show up for our people. And 
that can sometimes feel like a little bit of a drag, anyone, right? It's like, oh gosh, I love what I do. And when you add content creation on top of an already busy schedule, it can feel like a lot. So we just started to ask ourselves a better question. And that question was, how can we make this more fun? How can we make doing business more fun? And our answer is always, how can we do more together? And how can we bring our community along Mm -hmm. for the ride? And this idea was born out of asking that great question. And luckily, we know amazing entrepreneurs like Carly and the team at Good Vibe. They've done all of the Powerhouse Women video for years. So if you ever see our amazing event videos, if you see any of our content, they are usually behind the camera. So we came to her with this idea and we said, wouldn't it be cool if it was like a living room, like it felt as though we were inviting everyone right into our house to drink wine and have the (laughs) conversations that we have all the time with mm-hmm. our ambitious girlfriends. And these have been so much fun, haven't they? Has anyone oh. else who's, who has been to a session already? I know there's a lot of you, like Lori said, repeat it. offenders. <laughs> and then first timers, first time here. Oh my gosh. Yay, I, hi. Hi. All my friends are here. <laughs> and how many so of fun. you have heard these on the podcast? Either Earn Your Happy or, okay. Oh, so you, amazing. So is it, it's going to be way So they came way anyway. <laughs> Listen, I sent Lori a screenshot someone sent on our text list. They sent me the only text I will ever need to receive. I actually framed it in my office. And it said, that was the most I've ever laughed listening to a podcast. So that's all I ever need to hear. I could die now. If you want to know our love language, it's just tell us we're funny. Uh. Laugh at our jokes and tell us we're funny. It's actually the truth. Yeah, it actually is the truth. Do you want my money? What do you want? But we also (laughs) thought, you know what would be so fun is if once in a while we got to bring in, I don't know, like a special guest. That'd be so fun. That we would be do that. really fun. You know, it's so weird because we just talked about like letting it be okay to go small, but somehow this wound up not being very small, meaning our incredible guest, we kind of, we kind of scored the jackpot. Yeah, you did that. I don't know how you did this, but it okay. really worked out pretty well. Does anybody know um, what Boss Babe is? Yeah. Oh, so you've heard of it. Okay, cool. It's pretty much just this little you, Instagram yeah, account. You know, the original Boss Babe, yeah. like the original account. Yeah, we have the co-founder of Boss Babe here tonight, and you are so lucky. We have Natalie Ellis here. She's the co-founder and CEO of Boss Babe. She has created an audience of over 4 million women. She's known for her signature membership and podcast, you guys. They are incredible human beings. Natalie has been one of my favorite people. I can tell you that I have looked at all of their stuff for inspiration, for guidance, for I mean, you name it. Raise your hand if you have looked on their page for what the F you should be doing with your life and what, and your social and your business. And here's another one. How many of you sent maybe their website or their Instagram to your web people and say anything maybe around this? Because this is what, this is also what I want. Okay. So can we please give the biggest welcome to Natalie Ellis, our guest tonight? I have to share this. She was like, I'm like, no, we're going to introduce you after we sit down. And she's like, what if people don't know who I am? That would be awkward. I'm like, They're gonna tr- this group is going to know who you are. You're going to be just fine. So I was saying, wouldn't it just be awful if someone hyped up a really amazing surprise guest and then they announced the name and everyone's like, crickets. Ah. <laughs> ah. I was like, this is Ethel from Iowa. <laughs> 
but thank you. That made me oh. feel like you did know what Boss Babe was, which makes me very See, proud. It's key. You hype them up. And either way, they're just, you know, they get give them wine. Give them, hype give them, them wine. Hype them up. Give them yeah. wine yes. and they're excited. <laughs> little teaser. Oh, it's so good. Well, goal. we're so excited to have you here. Like that when Lindsay and I were putting this together, we said, mm-hmm. and what if? What if we also had like these incredible guests that joined us and people were just like, what? How am I getting to do this in such an intimate setting? Because Natalie doesn't really put herself in these situations super often. And she's got a babes at home and her new baby. So I'm just, did you get that I got, I got that. Her husband and a baby. Okay. (laughs) Um, But today we are going to be talking about, I say like our favorite topic, but we say that every single week, you guys. Our favorite topic of the week. Um, (laughs) But first I just want to say, I have so many friends in here. I know Lindsay does too. Natalie, you probably recognize a lot of faces too. We also have Nikki Butler here, who's our podcast manager. Where's Nikki? We love you, Nikki. Yes. And just like always so grateful to um, also be in this magical freaking space. Just got to shoot here like two, three weeks ago and it was incredible. Um, but tonight we are going to talk about transitions. And when I say transitions, we're going to talk about pivots, but redefining pivots. We're going to talk about redefining pivots into evolutions because pivoting is not, it doesn't necessarily always carry like a positive connotation, right? When you hear pivot, it's like, oh shit, I'm pivoting. Like, <laughs> like, oh, like the ship was going in one direction and now you got to do a full 180 into the next. But what we're going to chat about tonight is the fact that that is not a 180 into the next direction. It is actually a natural transition, even though it may not look natural to the outside world because historically maybe things weren't done that way. It is a natural transition into your next evolution. So all of you are going to go through a pivot if you have not. A lot of you are going to go into this room and pivot away from your relationships. I'm just kidding. You're not. <laughs> I'm totally lying. Um, you're going to pivot. I was not maybe? expecting that. I need some wine. <laughs> I'm totally joking. Only because sometimes people come to bliss and be like, I had an epiphany. I need to leave my husband. I'm like, no. That is not why you came. Not do the not point. tell your husband that ever. Like, no, I'm changing my address. Um, so... <laughs> Oh, that has happened. Okay. So with that, um, I would love to talk with you guys and ask you first, what does pivoting mean to you? Like what words do you use around pivoting? Does that feel really scary to you anymore? Or does, what does that feel like now that you've probably done it multiple times? Yeah. I just think back to 2020 when 2020 happened and everyone was throwing around the word pivot we just decided that we were going to reclaim that word and instead call it reimagining. Mm. That yes, like whether it's because the outside world changes and you need to change how you're showing up and how you're doing business or whether something inside changes and you realize there's a different way that you need to be operating in order to access your next level. I love the word reimagine. I think it just Mm. like brought me right back to creativity, like the creativity that can happen in a pivot, sometimes stepping back in order to leap forward. And maybe it was because I'm a, I love words and pivot Mm. just felt so harsh. It feels like it does sometimes carry a connotation like that didn't work. So now I need to go this way when truthfully, that's actually one of the most courageous things that you can do. Mm hmm. And I think it's a natural, it's, I mean, I don't think it's a natural thing to do. I think when we resist the upgrade, 
like that too. I like all these words we're coming up with. Reimagining yeah, your upgrade. vocabulary is gonna. This is yeah, not too far. But just a couple just words, a... okay? Lower your just standards like tonight. Lower them here. Okay. Yes. How about you, Natalie? I've had a such an up and down relationship with it because I feel like there were times in my earlier career where I would pivot from a place of fear. Like, mm. okay, I put something out there and it's not working. Let me just pivot real fast so it doesn't look like I'm failing or this mm. isn't working. And I would do that. And I kind of realized I would give up on things too soon and didn't really serve me to do that. And I kind of had to learn to go the distance because I had a lot of that shiny object syndrome. I'm very like, oh, what's mm. the next thing? <laughs> but yeah, we've been there. We've been what there. What are you talking about? Um, but definitely, I'm definitely in a season of pivot right now. And what I've come to realize is there's a difference between pivoting out of fear and pivoting out of growth and evolution. And one thing we were just talking about before we came on was the sunk cost fallacy, where mm. you think because you're pivoting, everything you've done up until this point is actually like a waste. And I really don't see it that way. I mm. think even when I look at what I've built now, when I want to pivot in, you know, a new direction, I want to do some fresh new things that feel exciting. It doesn't mean that anything I've created in the past was irrelevant or that I'm not aligned with. It just means that, okay, I'm ready to evolve it. I I like the word upgrade it Mm. and just make it more me, more relevant, more like more to do with what's going on right now. Mm. I like that. Totally. It's I define it as just the next adventure. Like it's literally just the next upgrade. And if you find yourself feeling stagnant, some signs for me of when the pivot slash upgrade is coming, the the reimagining of my life, I really think what starts happening is we feel a little frustrated. We look around and we don't feel maybe as excited by our conversation sometimes. And sometimes that's on us, but sometimes it's maybe time to go seek some new rooms for some topics that make us feel challenged, some people that make us feel challenged. I think we can feel um, a bit like restless and sometimes bored, Mm. bored when we're resisting the upgrade, because what can happen is you're just not, you're not challenged because the upgrade will always come as an uphill challenge every single time. It will never look easy. It will never be something that you're like, yeah, I'm doing that. That's going to be amazing. And then it's easy. It's like, yeah, I'm doing that. That's awesome. And why did I say I wanted to do this? <laughs> like, this is so hard. And mm-hmm. that's a lot of the ways that those are going to come through. Is anybody in that at all right now? Okay. Well, great. People You're in the right room. <laughs> One thing I also think, I'm wondering if you feel the same way. Sometimes you can feel really burned out and pivot in a way that does make things a little bit easier. Because mm. sometimes I have pictured myself being in a place of burnout where I'm trying to do something and it's like pushing a boulder uphill, but mm-hmm. I make a few pivots and tweaks and it's like skiing downhill. And like there's ways and maybe that's just because you feel more in alignment and more excited about Mm -hmm. it. I think things feel easier when you're excited, but I know when I'm really not in a place of alignment, I'm like, oh, this boulder is so heavy. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm so glad you said that because that is 100% where I was and now where I'm going. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm downhill skiing on something that should feel challenging only because I was pushing a boulder up a hill that was fairly impossible. I hate using that word, but it's like sometimes... It's like the universe will keep hitting you over the head with that two by four and, you know, the sledgehammer. And sometimes it's like, is this my, is this my hill to die on? Is this really the hill I'm supposed to die on? Is it really meant to be this incredibly hard, challenging, like actually not enjoyable anymore, especially after a long, long, I'm talking, okay, we we get to be in those seasons for a little while, but I'm talking like a two year season. It's time to go. Is there something Mm. different? Is there something else? Is there something that could still hold 
the same kind of like idea, but in a different way. So you're not really necessarily doing that big 180. It's kind of like, let's take this idea that you loved and see if it can fit in a different vehicle. Yeah. So. Yeah. I always look at, if I look backward, right, it's always so easy to connect the dots looking backward. Isn't that the Steve Jobs quote? And I try to remember that when I'm in a season where I know I'm evolving again, because when I look back, it always made sense. It made sense why I had to go from one thing to the next because of what I learned and who I became in the process. So I love what you shared about the cost We think that by going down one road, if it doesn't end up being the thing, like I, I'm 39 years old. I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Can we just like normalize that? Because who I am right now will not, I guarantee it won't be who I am in 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I've under, I've come to understand that my evolution is the one thing that is, it's a definite what that looks like and what I learn along the way and where it's going to lead me, of course I can't see that now. I'm not the person that I'm going to be when I head into that next season. Now, it may always look like a version of what it looks like right now, but if we're really giving ourselves room to grow, which is literally what we're designed to do as human beings, we're meant to evolve. Of course, your vision is going to evolve as you do. And there's not actually a cost because if you're learning the lessons you're meant to learn, Now, if you're not learning the lessons, that's where like you ever find yourself in like a bad relationship and then you break up with that person, but you find yourself in the same bad relationship with a different face. (laughs) (laughs) Same, same relationship. So if you're not evolving, that's where the pivots I think can feel painful because you're like, well, this isn't it either. Look inward. What Mm. did you, what lesson did you not learn? What lesson are you avoiding? What are you actively resisting that until you learn it, until you evolve in that way, you're not going to be able to go in the direction of the thing that is going to feel more aligned or that is going to feel more fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And that's my favorite part of all the, if we want to call them pivots that I've done up until this point is literally being able to look at how I'm a different person Mm -hmm. because of what I learned from it. So I wouldn't actually trade any of it for, I wouldn't trade any of it in. I wouldn't have wished this journey to go any faster than it's gone because of who I got to become in the process. I don't know if either of you feel that. Yeah, I, it's kind of when you're talking, it's like trading cards. I even think about some decisions I've made or things that I've done. It's almost like, okay, that experience gave me the confidence. That experience gave me the relationships. That experience gave me this. And I'm collecting all these trading cards and I'm going to trade them in for this new, th- like the product. Okay, I'm going to finally launch that business. Oh, and that had to give me this. And we're just constantly, I don't know if there ever is a time when, I mean, maybe someone can tell me, but they've ever like figured this whole thing out. I feel like we're all just (laughs) continuing to get these cards and then be like, do you know what? I'm going to throw it all in and try something new. And and it kind of feels fun and exciting. And I don't know that I want to know where I'm going to be in five years. I don't. Yeah. That would be no fun because I feel like the surprise turns are some of the most fun. And Mm -hmm. I think the thing that I trust now is that I don't have to see the how and I actually don't want to because sometimes it's like, It's the most fun surprise when the person, you kind of feel like you need to have either this network already done, which sometimes you do, but at the same time, I've had people come into my life in one day who are like the new trajectory of something. Mm. So I always like say things or say prayers or say intentions that I'm like, hey, surprise me with someone who just, I say things like that, like shock me today, like show me something that just excites me so much around this uh, new direction or, you know, I'm totally open to it. And then we see it because a lot of us miss it too. 
And especially, I think, as women, we can struggle with trusting people and trusting other women. And sometimes you have to take that ride of like, hey, this feels really good. Would you ever want to like try this or do this? And just, you know, especially if we have all the trading cards when the surprise comes, meaning all of the past experiences, according to Natalie with trading cards. I love that. If we have a lot of trading cards and we have so much history and lessons, you can kind of take those leaps and surprises a little bit faster because you know how to do contracts. You know how to have the conversations. You know how to set the expectations. You know how to talk about the hard things that you would never normally talk about. So Mm -hmm. it's been really interesting where I'm like, wow, things can move a lot faster after you've done these challenging times in your life. So you can you can trust a little faster because you have the safety nets and the boundaries and the and the languaging and and the practice to be able to know how to do those things. So, so true. So good. So I would love for each of you, Natalie, if you want to tell me like one of the times in your life, maybe either a lesson from a pivot that you've loved or something that was really hard, anything around it. I mean, I feel like I'm going through such a pivot right now. So I can share definitely more in the, in the moment when I went back to work after my maternity leave, it was just way too soon. And I tried to, I was very much feeling like a whole different person slotting into an old role in an old business Mm. and something about it wasn't fitting. And I kept getting so frustrated that it wasn't fitting. And I just kept like shoving it in there. Come on, come on, you can do it. It's like that pair of pants that definitely was not fitting me. Um, And I just kept trying till I realized, okay, I need to step back and take a breath and realize things have changed and I've changed. And, you know, the only the only person this isn't serving right now is me because I'm showing up for everyone else in my life, but myself, and that isn't going to work for me. And so I decided to take a step back and that was really scary for me because I'm Capricorn eight and control freak. You get it right. Um, So to take a step back and put a lot of trust in my team was, you know, it was challenging because I really needed to step back and not just, you know, cut my, like I step, I really wanted to step back and take a full breather And luckily, you know, I had an amazing co-founder, amazing team that did incredible things with the business. And it was the first time in over a decade that I'd not been like working on my business in the way I was used to. And that was really scary. But what really came out of that for me was I was able to really find myself again in a new version of myself, like get to know the new version of myself and find the person that was always in there that was kind of being hidden by so many things. I got to really find and meet her and then figure out what I wanted to do in business and how my role would look different or, mm. you know, how my business would look different. And that felt absolutely incredible. And then claiming that was a whole new ball game. I think it's really scary sometimes to speak up and say when you've changed to a lot of people around you that maybe aren't in a season of change, mm-hmm. um, you know, family, friends, team, everyone. So there was so many things going on in that pivot, but it feels really good. And one thing that I've learned from that is, and this is a big lesson for me because I really feel like I'm in such flow with everything. I feel more energetic than I've ever Mm. felt. And I have that because I took a break and I allowed myself to get creative, to get the space again, to think again, to have fun again. And what I am very aware of is if I fall back into the same patterns of, yeah, put that meeting on my calendar. Yeah, I'll go to that thing. Yeah, I'll do that for you. Yes, yes, yes. I'll make you happy and say yes. I will find myself in the exact same situation Mm. I was in. And so that space created creativity and it's allowed me to create momentum, but I cannot stop my momentum because I get busy again. Mm. And so I'm really becoming intentional every week, reviewing my calendar, creating systems and processes around, making sure that I'm not filling my calendar up again. Because if I make 
my calendar so full that I can't think and create, I'm going to be back to where I started. Mm. So that's been such a big lesson for me. Mm. Mm. I'm having these moments of just hearing you talk about how when we really crowd our lives with so many things, that is how we will never do a natural transition into the next evolution. It will feel like a crash landing because you won't even have room to give yourself space to think. I'm thinking about like, how can we naturally implement, you know, this time for us to be like, who am I now? Yeah. Who am I six, like six months later? Who am I a year later? Because we're changing so fast. Think of how fast technology is changing that we're changing just as fast because of what we're consuming, who we're around. We're learning faster. We have access to so many things. Like we are changing so fast and the world is changing fast. That means our businesses also need to have this natural progression. Mm -hmm. So building in time to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, And if you have people pleasing tendencies, I think that can be really challenging, especially (laughs) yeah, in the Uh world we're in now where, where our DMS are filled with people who are like asking if they can collaborate and do certain things or, you know, your community and audience is asking for a support in a whole new direction, or your team is asking for the vision, the next step, you know, people are asking things of you. Your family might be asking what's next. And I think, speaking from experience and can be really easy to give a premature answer out of people pleasing because you want to console them because you being in your unsureness is making them feel uncomfortable because of their unsureness. Mm. And that's not your problem to solve. And that's been something that I've really had to be intentional about. You know, I have the most incredible team and it's really reasonable that they would want to know where we're going. And I'm having to say to them, Hey, I can tell you where we're going to go in the next three months, but I can't tell you where we're going to go in the next 12 months. I'm just going to ask you to trust me. Hmm. I've never let you down yet and I'm not going to let you down, but I'm going to have to ask you to trust me. And that's been a really interesting journey. Similarly with my husband, you know, he was like, are you ever going to go back to work? I don't know. And obviously obviously you can't keep me away from my work. And I did, but I didn't want to have to say to him yes and give him a time. Mm -hmm. It was very much just like, Mm. let me be in my process. Let me be in my space. And that was something I had to really work on because I'm very much a people pleaser Mm. or was, let me, I'm changing my identity, my friends. I was a people pleaser, that alter ego of me. Oh my gosh. I have a question for you around that before we jump into yours. Um, Just around, like, did you ever feel like you needed validation because you were kind of like out of the spotlight for a bit? Did you ever feel like, oh my God, I'm losing my credibility. Do I need to go Mm -hmm. jump back in or did that not really come in that season? Truthfully, yes. There was two ways that that showed up for me. The first one was, it was actually really nice to step back and not have kind of all of that Mm -hmm. going on because I've just had that going on for a really long time. You know, I've been doing Instagram, what, a decade now. And so I've been very used to showing up very consistently and having that two-way feedback. So the initial breather was amazing. And then there was part of me starting to question, okay, what does my next path look like? Do I want to continue doing what I'm doing? Which I do, but at the time I didn't know. And all of those questions Mm. popped up. Okay, well, you know, will I still be me if I left Instagram? Would I still be me if I just deleted my email list? You know, those things pop up. Will I still be relevant? Will I still get invited to things? Will anyone want to have me on their podcast? Like all of those questions pop up because some part of us ties our worth to the following, Mm -hmm. the downloads, the emails. And we think, oh, am I being invited to that thing because of that? Yeah. And I kind of got to a place where I was like, you know what? If they don't want me, they're not going to fucking get me. (laughs) (laughs) They're not going to get me. Um, And I really came to terms with that because there's a lot of people that will be there for you and love on you when you've got something to offer them. 
and there'll be people that really fall away when you don't Mm. and I just decided you know what show me and that was really nice to just own and to feel confident in and step into and ultimately I decided I do want to keep doing what I'm doing and I do want to change it so that it fits my lifestyle and I don't want to be in the kind of same burnout cycles that I was but there's a lot of fear in that like the self-worth stuff even you know, I put out self-worth affirmations almost every single day. You might have seen one of them. And I still, I'm still having to say it to myself. Yeah. Still. Let's take a minute to talk about one of my favorite educational platforms, Masterclass. I have been referring back to this platform for years. And I love that you can simply log in and take inspirational classes from world-class coaches, no matter where you are. If you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love what you see. One of the latest classes I tuned into was Anna Winter's class on creativity and leadership. She takes you into her office as Vogue's editor-in-chief and it was so inspiring to learn about her leadership style, team culture, and how she encourages creativity in her team. Not only does Masterclass have tangible business development classes that you can watch at your desk or listen to on the go, but it also includes classes in 10 other categories ranging from food, home and lifestyle, music, wellness, design and so much more. There are over 200 classes to choose from with new classes added every month. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Plus, Every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash boss babe, masterclass.com slash boss babe. The other day, the team and I were talking about how much our audience loves biohacking. And whenever we release content based around creating better habits for our lifestyle and health, you all seem to really soak it up and request more. So I wanted to share about our podcast sponsor, Prolon, today because I've never seen a company like this. Prolon is a revolutionary plant-based nutrition program that nourishes the body while making cells believe that they're fasting. There are so many strategic benefits to fasting and Prolon helps you hit these goals without actually needing to fast. Prolon's five-day program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all designed to keep your body in a fasted state. And you get everything pre-packaged, labeled, and ready to go, so there's no guesswork. It's super simple, and it works. Extended fasting of at least two to three days has proven to produce unique benefits like cellular rejuvenation, metabolic support, and increased cardiovascular health. So if you're ready for a fasting program that doesn't leave you hungry or exhausted and instead gives you more energy, I highly recommend giving Prolon a try. Right now, Prolon is offering Boss Babe podcast listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash boss babe. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash boss babe for this special offer. Prolonlife.com slash boss babe. Oh, it's so real. We especially love the ones with the word fuck in them. They get shared the most. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Did you ever it's, notice that? And like fuck or shit. Yes. My top six posts of all time. We're, that's all we're going to see now from this group. Just swear words. Hot tip. We're like, hot you tip. guys just have put to write the, a sentence around it, really it, not just is. the swear words. It's like, does something to go like Instagram algorithm? Because secretly we don't want to be people pleasers. We no. literally just want to let it be okay it to be. It just does something to people. <laughs> Like just if you thing. if you've got a quote that's doing well, just like put the F word in there and it'll just turn see up a what dial. Happens. Do a split Break test. It right up. Do a split test. Do a split test. Just yeah. try it. Keep your mom on the other one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the amount of times I have hidden things from my grandma. 
Sorry. <laughs> Want to keep grandma alive. Okay. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> how about you, Lynn? So relatable, especially when you were talking about the people-pleasing tendencies, because mm-hmm. my biggest pivot probably came when I went from the first business that I built into giving myself permission to go all in on powerhouse women before it was monetizing in a significant way. And I think that's one of the boldest pivots that you can make is to leave something that's going really well. Mm-hmm. And it probably won't make sense to anyone other than you. Because I was the only one that could feel what I was feeling, that could see what I was seeing. And I was doing it with a plan. So I had the support of my husband and you know the people who mattered, pretty much just him, the, the people who mattered, right? <laughs> I was like, pretty much no one else got one. it. Okay. <laughs> but it was because in this previous business, mm. I had taught a lot of people to rely on me. Because mm. that felt really good. Mm. Felt really comfortable to be needed. And I realized I created a life that I couldn't walk away from without leaving a couple of bridges burned. Mm. And that was on me. That wasn't anyone else's fault. I had a lot of codependent relationships that it it just wasn't going to it wasn't going to evolve in a natural way and I just had to have the guts to say I know you don't understand but I'm also asking you to just love me in mm. this new direction mm-hmm. that I want to go. I really believe in this. I think this idea I think this little idea called powerhouse women could be a thing. But imagine, imagine like had I like had I not listened to that, there was way more evidence for why I should stay doing what I was doing. A really nice residual income, a lot of speaking opportunities, acknowledgement. I was put on stages. I was given awards. I mean, you remember that like mm-hmm. it's but on the inside, if you know there's something more for you, it's this the willingness to be a beginner again. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the most courageous things any of us can do is reinvent ourselves. And what you learn about yourself in the process by being willing to be a beginner will rock your world. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why right now I'm taking dance classes with these two amazing people <laughs> sitting in the front row. So fun. Because, you know, I it made me fall in love with being a beginner because it feels awkward mm-hmm. and I grow and I get to see my own limiting beliefs and I get to see the way I talk to myself when I'm not great at something mm-hmm. initially. It's given me so many gifts But I learned that in that season where I trusted my own intuition, maybe for the first time ever, and said, you know what? No one else sees what I can see, and I need to be okay with that and not need the validation Mm. like you were just talking about. Because in the past, I would go around and I'd be like, here's my new idea. Do you think this is a good idea? Like, how are we feeling? I would probably ask everyone in this room. How like, I'm gonna, feeling? I'm gonna. Put I just wanted to hear you say that to people. How are we feeling so about my new idea? I'm feeling about this. I like it. And then if they like, maybe they were like about to sneeze, so like their face would like contort in a weird way, and it'd be like, they hate it. Not doing they it. Hate, <laughs> they hate me. I'm an idiot. I really should. But here's here's what I want you to remember, okay? And this was this really served me in the beginning. Be careful who you share your really, really big ideas with in the beginning when it's just a little seed because a big idea is easiest to kill when it's in that seed form. So don't expect everyone to get it because you were given that vision. You were given the vision Mm -hmm. for what you can see. Everyone else can't see it, so they're not going to water that seed. Even if they love you, and that's what you want to, that's what you hope for is, right? Having the people who love you enough to say, I don't see what you see, but I believe in you. I'd bet on Mm -hmm. you any day of the week. Mm -hmm. Because what you have to realize is that your job is to work 
I'm like, what are some farming terms? Here, hold on. I'm not a gardener, okay? I have I don't have a green thumb, but I'm gonna try. Okay, ready? It's like me, it's like me using you skydiving analogies yeah. last time. I like to use analogies that I have no business using. So back to gardening, okay? But, I just want you to work in a hoe. That's all. <laughs> oh, thank you. See, this is why. This is right. Bring your funny friends around. So imagine you've got your hoe. <laughs> I got one all the time. It's and all good. you're watering your seed. You're probably fertilizing. This and I think is that's way too important. much. This, okay, that's we're just gonna bring it back. Past the line. We're gonna bring <laughs> yeah. it back. But here's okay. yeah. here's the okay. important piece, right? There's a lot of steps in between planting the seed and harvesting the fruit. Focus on the part that you can see. Do the work. Grab that hoe every day. <laughs> Till the soil or whatever the fuck you Plant do. your seed. But here's the thing. Some people won't get it. They won't validate it until there's fruit. And by that time, it will probably be too long, too long for them to actually be a part of it. Like mm-hmm. you were saying, like mm-hmm. the people who don't buy in when it, when it isn't impressive and when you don't have anything to offer them. But mm-hmm. it's important to realize that there, people aren't going to get it when it's in that seed form. But it's important for you to protect it. Because if you don't... Other people could easily talk you out of something that's going to be your next big thing. And mm-hmm. it's going to make a huge impact. And you just have to trust that, especially if you can feel it or see it. You know, some of us get intuition like physically. I'm a generator in human design, so I feel intuition. Like, But some people get a visual glimpse of what's ahead. And you just have to trust that even when no one else around you can see it. Unless mm-hmm. it's like a really safe person who really has your back and is not sure you should pursue that. I even maybe you should second guess that because if you know that mm-hmm. you're meant to go down that path, again, if if we take the the viewpoint that you can't actually fail, you're either going to learn something mm-hmm. or you're going to grow or it is going to be a success. Anything in between there, I'll take all day. I'll take the the lesson mm-hmm. if it gets me to to the next place that I need to evolve to in order to really become the person I'm ne- that I'm meant to be. But I'm so grateful that I listened to me. I think that was the first time, that pivot was the first time that I listened to me, even though no one else was validating it. Mm. Maybe five people. <laughs> you know, like the people who showed up at that first event and mm-hmm. said, well, when's the next one? And I was like, this was literally it. <laughs> hold, hold on a sec. Let me think about this. Give me a minute. Yeah. Go to the bathroom and think of something. Right? <laughs> so I'm so grateful that I listened to that intuition because all everything people now know me for wouldn't exist if I hadn't. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of the, the – let's talk about the in-between, the transition periods, because I think this is the most important thing. We can talk about the evolution and the upgrades and all the exciting stuff that is coming – but it's going to be the in-between that's going to derail you and is going to put you back into the thing that you already mm. know, that you're already getting validation for. Trust me, there were multiple times where actually I'll, I'll start out by sharing a story around that. So I really want to talk about what the transition actually feels like to prepare you for it and then also how to support yourself around it. So we'll go and, and chat about that. So when I was in the fitness world, that was honestly the first time I'd ever finished anything, like ever at all, meaning... I had never, I I didn't graduate high school. I never like really stuck to jobs very long. I wanted to start these different things and never did. So when I, so I never got any accolades and I never, uh, being raised in a really religious family, the only time you got recognized was for like religious purposes. If you were a good girl, if you did the things that you were supposed to do and the congregation wanted you to do. So 
Um, I had never actually gotten recognition for like school, doing something well, any athletics, because I wasn't in any, like nothing. You weren't allowed to be in them. So for me, what happened is when I got into fitness after I moved out, there were some quick hits of like recognition around, oh, you're so fit. And I was like, I am? Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to get more fit. <laughs> and <Wow>. she did. <laughs> and I did at the cost of my mental health in every arena. Um, but that addiction got really intense, like literally down to down to places where it was like no one commented on my arms this week because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't getting it anywhere else in my life. So when I was in the fitness world and started getting attention around, uh, you know, fitness competitions and winning and then getting in on covers like that was a whole other world of this is who I am now. I actually don't know who I am outside of this. I can't yeah. imagine ever leaving it. Except not long after being in it, I was like, I'm not really supposed to be here anymore. And that was the scariest place I think I've ever been because up till that point, that was the scariest thing I'd ever done. And what ended up happening is even a, even a couple of years after and even throughout my career, I would notice that when I was going into a new transition, I'd be like, oh, my God you know what? Oh, I should go try to get a cover. And sometimes I would, but guess what that cover would do? (laughs) Yeah, it would be awesome because I would get that accolade and I would, I'd feel fulfilled for a little bit. The cover would come out. And honestly, it was like two weeks, you're kind of done and you're already like, great, that didn't last. Like nobody really, it's weird, right? Nobody keeps talking about it. Come on, people. (laughs) No one came up in the grocery store. It's like no matter how many times you post it, they're kind of like, saw it the first time. (laughs) You're like, do you know how long this took and how hungry I was? (laughs) So it's really easy to run back to that thing. And the thing is not fulfilling necessarily because it's not on your future path anymore. But this is what we do over and over and over in our lives with our relationships, with our friendships, with our careers. So the transition is a really tricky spot. It's going to pull you back over and over because you want a dopamine hit around your identity. You want a dopamine hit around something feeling like you understand it. It just feels good to go back to something and be like, ooh, I'm good at this. Yeah, this is right. Okay, this yeah. feels good. I am good. But you don't get you don't get to do that if you're really evolving in the way that your soul is craving. It's really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. It feels like a free fall. It feels treacherous. It feels like you're going to lose your entire identity. Like there were definitely places where I was like, I'm not going to be loved anymore. Who am I even going to hang out with? Like I was very aware. You know how you were like, I'm... It's kind of interesting who you see, who you're hanging out with. Like I was very aware some of my relationships were only for some reasons. And it's like part of me didn't mind it because I was a lonely kid. You know, part Mm. of me was just like, cool, I'm popular. Thank God. But if I transition from this, I won't be popular anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a big thing that has followed me everywhere in my life that I always have to think about when I'm transitioning because it's like, yep. Wherever you are, you take you with you and you is the best thing that you can ever invest yeah. in, in those transitions. I, I want to talk about kind of the things that you guys have experienced in your transitions. Well, when you said that, the first thing that I thought of was, can we talk about how relationships evolve oh, inevitably? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just going to, that's necessary. Yes. I don't really have anything else to say on that other than I would love to hear what you have to say. That was a, do you know what we no, need but, up here? Just like a, right? a, a stuffed mic that we can just drop when we're done. When we were just like, no. <laughs> But, yes. it, you know, it's something that I, I – and your community probably talks about this a lot too. It's, it's I think, the number one thing that prevents a lot of people from fully stepping in and committing to the next thing because it it is. It's really – it's 
challenging when you see the writing on the wall and you know relationships are evolving and that person who was like your running mate, like you were in the trenches together, maybe just for whatever reason, that's not the case for this next season. And it really wasn't until I read your book that I ever heard someone talk about how certain relationships come into our life for life. And others are for a season. Others are for a lesson. And those are real fun when you get to be – I love your quote about, you know, in order to be the hero in someone's story, sometimes you need to be the villain first Mm -hmm. for a season. And that's probably been the toughest part for me of allowing my evolution, again, Mm people-pleasing tendencies, that have been really deep-rooted because I've wanted to make sure it's okay with everybody else before I give myself permission to evolve. Mm. That hurt. We all got punched. Mm. (laughs) Sorry. Do you all want a hug? Um, We liked it. We liked it, though. It was weird. Yeah. (laughs) We we liked it. Yeah, it was strange. (laughs) Even still to this day, I would love if everyone understood my evolution. You know what I wish? I wish people could really see inside my heart. I wish people could really see my character and knew my heart. But that's the thing is sometimes they their journey literally needs to see you through a certain light mm-hmm. so they can grow. And I don't I don't love being anyone's trigger, but I've had to learn to be more comfortable being an unintentional trigger mm-hmm. because I'm just on my path. Because what I refuse to do anymore is change my course just to try and avoid being a trigger because maybe I'm actually shortcutting the lesson they're supposed to learn. Because mm-hmm. again, remember like the boyfriend thing? Maybe they needed to learn it with someone who's actually very loving, <laughs> right? <laughs> Otherwise, they're going to yeah. meet some asshole friend who's going to really hurt them. Mm-hmm. But to realize that I don't get to say, that's mm-hmm. been the hardest. The hardest lesson for me in allowing myself to pivot is realizing that I don't get to choose all I can do is if as long as I go to bed at night and I am proud of the person that I am and I really know my heart. Mm. And sometimes I have to check myself because I'm like, you know what? You were a little jealous or you were a little – you weren't actually showing up for that person the way that you said you would. So you got to own that. That's maybe why this is hurting. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if I can if I can come back to myself and know that I am following my own path, mm. then I've learned – and. Luckily, I have a lot of good friends to support me through that inevitable growth that sometimes relationships just evolve and they aren't a part of your journey anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And you just, you made me think of a point of you don't, you don't have to explain yourself in the transition. And Ugh. I think in the beginning we do. Can we stop we, over-explaining ourselves we do in the so transition? so much explaining. Here's why I think I should do this. Here's why I think it'll be a good idea. Here's why, here's why. Just, just be quiet. And drive. Yeah. <laughs> just and drive. Just go forward. Just don't tell anyone yeah. what you're doing. Just go show them what you're doing and let it be okay what people say. Mm. How about you? A transition. Yeah. I think for me, what's been really interesting is I've wanted to kind of take a pause and figure out, okay, what about the business and my role? Do I love? What do I not love? Mm. What I want to change up? And say, for example, you know, I want to lean more into content creation role versus a team management role. It doesn't mean that on Monday I can drop everything as it pertains to team management, but I've been learning how to sit with putting things on maintenance mode and keeping things running whilst also allocating time towards Mm -hmm. the new direction and the new thing. That's been a really good way for me to sit with transition because I definitely don't want to be in a place where I'm like, okay, like, clean the whiteboard. We're going to start from scratch Mm. here. No, let's think about everything that's involved. Let's do this in a way that 
actually maintain certain things you know it's not going to have team feeling like they're totally on their own or it's not going to have this channel not getting any posts on for the next three months but let's think about how we can maintain things while also getting really excited about what's coming up Mm. my practical brain just goes there and then I really relate to what you said too about just relationships evolving I've definitely felt that you know especially over the last 10 years in business I feel like there's always so many like changes and things like that and I think it's so I think we have such an opportunity to be able to show up and surprise ourselves. like really Mm. when you think that you can't show up in a different way or you can't you can really surprise yourself there's always a little bit of extra work you can do there's always a bit more responsibility you can take there's always you know, there's always something else you can do and whether that's directly in a conversation or relationship with person, a person or people, or whether it's your own work. Like you said, you go to bed at night and your side of the street is clean. I think there's always so much we can do and learn Mm -hmm. in that situation. And that's definitely surprised me. Like over the years, I've had so many, you know, team relationships or joint ventures, things like that. And to be able to navigate different seasons in a way that surprises you both, I think is amazing. Um, and so it's like, never underestimate how you feel like you can show up. Like you can always, you can always do yourself proud. I think. Yeah. That's Mm. so good. Yeah. Transitions are a really vulnerable period. So that's how I would look at it. It's, it's a very, you feel very vulnerable. You feel Mm. very unprotected. So if we think of all of the things that transition, it's kind of like thinking of how a crab goes to a bigger shell. He is so, he, not all crabs are male, but this one, this one, this one, this particular crab, his name is Bobby the crab and he is, he is male. So (laughs) he, he's going to his other shell in the process. He's a soft little crab. You had crab before. Have you eaten Bobby before? (laughs) It's it's very soft. It's literally like he, you're going to seek protection in the interim. That is like the danger zone. But in order to get to the shell where he is growing to, he literally has to have that period of not knowing what's next. Like mm. literally leaves not knowing, but knowing in his soul that he's meant to be in something bigger. Like that is instinctual. This is too tight. It doesn't fit. If I don't leave, I'm going to die. Right. And I know that's dramatic, but it kind of is like your future is dying if you don't leave. Mm. The evolution of who you came here to be will be dead forever if you don't choose to evolve and to pivot. So you have to go get naked and run on the beach <laughs> and fi- in hopes of your next big house. We want to see proof. <laughs> so you have to run naked to your next goal. But that's how it feels. It literally feels that bad. Mm-hmm, Some yeah. of you would way rather run naked into a shell or into the next hut down the beach six miles than to do an actual transition. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I would at times. I'm like, look, I'll do I'll, 3 a.m. It's fine. No one's going to be no, out. We'll I'll run naked. It'd be great. But uh, let's think of another thing, like a, a potted plant. Who's had to move a smaller plant into a bigger pot, right? Never, They're, because I can't keep plants alive. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay, don't I remind me. Either, but this is like your skydiving analogy. Roll with me. Okay. Do you know me and Danielle once tried to give a speech and, and we thought it would be really smart to bring in a climbing analogy. Neither of us are climbers. And we got so distracted, we ended up finding a friend of a friend who was a climber and called him up. And we were like, hey, what do we... No, well, we're planning for the keynote. We're like, hey, hey, we're doing a keynote. We thought it'd be really good if we put a climbing analogy in here. So this is the analogy. Does it make sense? And he so calmly, without knowing us, just said, please don't do that. Please don't say that. He was like, you're going to get laughed at. And we 
only oh. realized we were like two, three hours into the climbing analogy. Yeah. We'd wasted three hours on a climbing analogy. Mm-hmm. And since then, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try and stay away from these analogies because <laughs> didn't work out. I, I kid you not, friend of a friend. We got him on a call. It wasn't even a big part of the keynote. <laughs> no, this is like, the best analogy right now. Here's why. Because when you're pivoting... You feel so vulnerable yeah. that anyone can come and tell you what direction to go yeah. and yes. you believe them. Yes. Yeah. So you get in a shell that was not for you at all and you're like, why does this not work? Yeah. And yeah. I have been in that position so many times where, especially even doing talks, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't talk on what I know because yeah. that's dumb and not smart. <laughs> And so I should talk on what I absolutely don't know. And in two weeks, try to learn about the science of, I don't know, hair growth. Don't ask me. But Why for don't real, we do that? I, every single time, because we don't trust ourselves that we have everything. We need something we new, need. fresh. If, we, yeah. if it's not new to us, then it's not new to anybody mm. else. Mm. We got to trust ourselves in the transition. Mm-hmm. I love where this always mm. just naturally goes. Like, so good. So good. Do we just say it's so good to ourselves? Yeah. And I know I jumped in, but I just had self-affirmation. No, I, I don't know. I, I love look around it. That's and I see this, smiles. That's what this is about. Yeah, the the pot, So the potted plant thing is literally just yeah. it's that it's it goes through a phase where we actually okay, I did do this. So it can go into shock if yeah. it's not like treated properly if you don't really watch it and I think that that is again where if you don't get into the right environments if you don't yeah. support yourself, if you don't truly know what it's going to feel like, if you don't really nurture yourself during that time and kind of block out the outside noise. Like you can go into shock, number one, die again, right? We're talking about this a lot. But truly, I really believe mm-hmm. that when you're not following why you're here, it feels like you feel like the walking dead. I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Raise your hand, raise your hand if you're just like, oh God, it's mm-hmm. you can't find you can't find the energy. Like you just literally can't find the energy for anything. And you mm-hmm. don't show up as yourself. You know what it feels like even in the beginning of a transition when you know you're moving in the direction of something for you and you're like, I'm still like in a real shitty situation, but man, I feel good. Like I've got energy. I'm excited. Yeah. Like if you're looking at my reality, still not great, but I'm excited because I'm, <laughs> I'm saying yes to me and I'm no longer rejecting myself. Mm-hmm. Like I've stopped listening to the experts because there will be a lot and they will even be great people. But you need to measure everything. You need to sit with it for a bit. Um, you know, especially I think even writing books or naming podcasts or courses. Like, I don't know about you guys. Well, I do know because this is everyone. But if we could just kind of talk about a time when maybe you went down that direction or you were swayed into something. Like even with my book, they tried to get me to write a different book and a different title. And I was like, I can't write any of this because when I sat down to do it, I was like, yeah, it might sell, but I can't sell a book if I can't write it. So just being talked into things by the experts because they were experts and telling me this was going to be the next whatever. So it's very shiny. So Mm -hmm. how about you guys? Yeah, I think it's there's something about an expert telling you something. It kind of gives you this promised future. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like when we're in a transition period, a part of us wants a promised future. A part of us wants to be told it's going to work out. It's going to be amazing. And we Mm -hmm. want an expert to swoop in and say, this is going to be amazing and put all of that confidence and trust in you. But I really think that it takes a lot of the fun away. And almost if you have someone tell you the way it's going to be, you're robbing yourself of the experience of it being even better than you could ever imagine. And I've had so many of those experiences where 
people have told me to go a certain way and I kind of go halfway down that path. Like you're saying, whether it's naming a book or a course or even the idea of a product, you know, I've nearly created so many physical products. They have never materialized, (laughs) but I get so far down a path and I listen to so many different people. And all of a sudden I'm like, this wasn't the idea I had in the first place. And then I'll kind of abandon it and move on. And, and if I hadn't have kept listening and I would have just gotten quiet, I probably would have stopped creating that thing a long time ago and realized I didn't need another project but I didn't. Can I ask you a question just yes. so everybody knows? Like yes. when you're doing that, there was money involved, right? Like you yes. put a lot of money on the line. Yes. You had a lot of money into the projects. Yes. You had a lot of money into like the timeline. Maybe you hired teams. Maybe you like all of the things. Maybe you told people. Maybe you brought people in that now you're embarrassed. You're saying maybe because you know I did. Because I did too. <laughs> and so you still yeah. stopped it yeah. once you knew it was wrong. So I want to tell you that because you're going to think mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. because I have, I'm going to lose this money. I can't because I told these people. I can't because now this mentor knows and has put so much time into me and I feel guilty and I have to show up in this way because they invested in me. Mm-hmm. You can't drag a dead body up a hill. Like you can't, you can't do it. No. And I'm so glad you called that out because that's, that's the idea of I'm going to lose this money. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. The amount of times, even, you know, so many situations that I've been in, but even this, you know, the idea I was going to launch a product and I was like, this is the new thing. Like, I'm not busy enough. I'm, you know, <laughs> I could use one more thing. I need another thing. I was already pregnant at the time. Like, okay, one more th- what's one more thing? Um, and there was a lot of money in there. And, you know, we had a conversation of like, do we really want to continue this or, or are we just doing because we think we should? And we decided to pause it. And rather than seeing it as money lost, it was kind of, that was an investment in, kind of dipping our toe in and realizing we shouldn't have been doing it. And that investment Mm -hmm. has actually got me so much more focused than I would ever have been. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't really a loss. Like, yes, it can feel like a bit of a loss, but I really was able to see it as if I hadn't have put the money in, I would have kept floating this idea in my head, telling myself, this this is a genius idea. Just the mental space that would have taken up. I was sitting in my, sitting in my head for so long. This is a genius idea. No one's done this yet. Why don't I don't Why don't I do this? Okay, I just need to do it. And it wasn't until I really invested the money and got serious about it that I realized, you know what? It probably is a good idea, but it's not my idea to launch. And if someone else goes and does it, then I'll buy it, and that feels really good. Oh, um, yeah. And I I'm glad I spent the money to do that. Well, if you if you one hundred percent reframe it and go back to the you before you were clear when you were like, oh, should I do it? If someone said, I am going to give you exact extreme crystal clarity if you pay me this amount, would you have paid it? Yeah, that's all that we it's do. The same that's thing, literally the same exact investment, and we just have to go down the path to experience what that is because you can't see the path. But we trust it more when it's an expert. It's <laughs> we don't trust it so much when it feels like it's money that we lost because somehow we trust other people more than we trust ourselves. Oh yeah. Me, but I like reframing <laughs> it like that. Like, oh, that was just someone I was paying mm-hmm. to mentor me in this direction. I've mm-hmm. never heard it like that before. That's you know, a mic drop moment. Lauren. We need the stuff. Get the mic. Please. We need the stuffed mic. We'll just do the hand motion. Just the- <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode on the Boss Bay Podcast, then I'd absolutely love it if you leave us a review. As a thank you, we'll send you our side hustle success kit your simple no BS guide to keeping track of everything that you need to do to start and grow your business. To access this freebie, all you need to do is leave us a review, then share a screenshot of your review with contact at bossbabe.com and we'll send this must-have kit straight to your inbox.